At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VEASAN's Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show. With Wes Reynolds and sometimes Matt Humans. here is Brady Cannon. Welcome in, everybody. It is Short Shots, our abbreviated off-season version of Long Shots, right here on VEASAN. The Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds as we dive into another week on the PGA Tour. Two more weeks to go before golf will take some time off for the holidays. And then along with the tour, we too will return in early January when they tee it up at Kapalua for the Tournament of Champions. We are in Texas this week for the Houston Open. And that makes sense. It's a common stop for connector flights when returning from Cancun, Mexico, where we were last week and got another winner home last week, Wes, at Mayakoba. Yeah, Brady, well done by you with uh, Russell Henley, uh, who didn't give up the lead. He's had trouble converting these 54-hole leads. <laughs> yeah, I'm well I, aware. <laughs> you and I both well know and <laughs> found out at the Wyndham and a couple other times, uh, but held on 23 under par. Gets the win, four-shot winner over Brian Harmon. And then uh, uh, Scotty Scheffler gave it a hell of a run, too, trying to uh, go ahead and get that number one ranking back from Rory McIlroy. He ends up shooting a 62 on Sunday. He was T3 with Seamus Power, who just won the week before in Bermuda. Joel Damon, Troy Merritt, Will Gordon. So Henley gets his first win since the 2017 Houston Open. Coincidentally enough, he is in this field this week. I think I saw him on average of about 22 to one, but Scotty Scheffler will be the favorite six to one trying to get that number one ranking back was runner up here last year. And then Sam Burns at 12 to one, who I think has finished seventh both years since they've moved to this new course at Memorial Park. Yeah, Memorial Park in Houston, a difficult golf course for sure. Uh, Over 7,400 yards and only a par 70. We've seen the big hitters farewell here, even though it's only been two years prior at this venue. This will be, of course, the third time Memorial Park is playing host. Big Bermuda grass greens with runoff areas surrounding long par fours, long par fives. How did you break it down this week in your handicap? 
Yeah, and uh, this is obviously, you know, the Houston Open was in danger of being maybe taken off the PGA Tour a few years ago when it lost its sponsor and it moved to the fall event. But the savior of this event was Jim Crane, who's a very happy man as he is the owner of the Houston Astros and avid golfer. You see him all the time playing the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He was the lead fundraiser actually for the makeover of this city-owned Memorial Park course. So this is a rare muting that we get on the PGA Tour. And Jim Crane's Astros Foundation, by the way, operates this tournament. You can see with the logo and all the marketing materials of the tournament uh, monitor that that uh, Astros logo. Cadence Bank takes over as the sponsor. They are based in Houston. So, you know, when I looked at this course, Brady, it's actually one of the more difficult courses on the PGA Tour. 7,412 yards, par 70. I believe it played as the fifth longest and the fourth toughest course on the PGA Tour. The average round was 70.92, which is about a little less than a stroke over par. And when you look at this course, Tom Doak, by the way, was the designer. Brooks Kepka, I believe, also helped out on the renovation. Of course, Kepka not going to be playing in this event because he chose to play on another tour. Uh, Doak, when he did the renovation here, he took out a lot of trees, took out a lot of bunkers. By the way, there's only 19 bunkers on this course. That is the fewest amount of any course that's played on the PGA Tour annually. Water's only in play on four holes, so you're thinking, okay, this is going to be easy because a lot of these things that they did to this course is to, you know, because it's a public course, and I think the greens fee is like about 40 bucks to play around here, so, you know, that's what they tried to do. The greens are very big, about 7,000 square feet on average. Bermuda, but they have shaved runoffs in the collection areas. Not only the greens are fast at about 12 and a half on the stint meter, but you do have these runoffs, so you really got to be good around the green here, I think. And those are stats I looked at. I obviously looked at approach, second shot golf course. Driving distance, I think, can matter here because you have lack of hazards and lack of bunkers off the tee. Even though the rough is very penal, the players are going to want to use driver here and will use it without hesitation. Strokes gain par fives. You got three long par fives here, so I looked at that. Also looked at bogey avoidance. The two winning scores here have been 13 under and 10 under respectively. So you're going to make some bogeys, but you got to try to avoid them as often as you can. Strokes gained around the green. 27% of the strokes gained here at Memorial Park came around the green. That is the highest rate on the PGA Tour, so you better have a really good short game here. Carlos Ortiz, who won here two years ago, was second for strokes gained ARG, so want to look at that. And then I look at strokes gained on putting on fast Bermuda greens, 12.5 on the stem, and then strokes gained total in difficult scoring conditions. You're going to see like low to mid, maybe even as high as mid-teens, but you know, if you're about 10 under par, you're going to be on that first page of the leaderboard. This is going to be a difficult course, and I think you're going to see some wind here in Houston this week. Yeah, the wind, uh, it looks like it might pick up uh, on the weekend. I think I saw in the neighborhood of 13 to 15 miles an hour on the weekend. It looks like Thursday and Friday are going to be a little bit more benign. Uh, similar areas that I looked at as you, you know, you kind of allude to it there. This is a difficult golf course, a long golf course. I think it's what we call a big boy golf course, like a Torrey Pines or something like that. And, you know, so for that reason, I did look at driving distance as well. And also strokes gained ball striking and strokes gained approach. I think you're going to have to be 
long and strong this week. Uh, and then, of course, around the greens, you know, it, it's almost uh, similar to what a major championship will do to these guys where it really tests you in all different areas. You've got to be long. You've got to hit greens. And then you've got to have great touch around the greens. You mentioned the runoff areas. So some creativity and chipping and putting will come into play in that regard. So I looked at strokes gained around the greens and scrambling. Uh, I'm with you strokes gained on the long par fives, uh, three of them on this course, one uh, well over 600 yards. And then I also looked at proximity from 175 to 200 yards out. Cause I think that's what a lot of these guys will face on these long par fours and some of these par fives as well. And even the par threes uh, that aren't terribly long. One is long at uh, well over 200 yards, but the others are actually more in that 175 range. As far as correlated courses, I looked at Silverado where they hold the Fortinet in Napa. That's definitely a driving golf course as well. Uh, Southern Hills, which was such a great mm -hmm. venue for the PGA Championship last year. Of course, you had Justin Thomas. I had Will Zalatoris. We had the uh, two members of the playoff and you won. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think that has some similarities as well with the length and the runoff areas around the greens. And then TPC Scottsdale made sense to me. I was lucky enough to visit that course with VEASAN, did a show there with Matt Humans a couple summers ago, and we got to play the course and big Bermuda grass greens with runoff areas. So that one uh, jogged my memory as uh, being similar to how this ought to set up in Houston. Uh, before we get to our plays for the Houston Open West, let's go across the pond and take a look at the Ned Bank Golf Challenge in Sun City, South Africa. This will be the final event before the DP World Tour Championship taking place next week in Dubai. Yeah, Sun City, South Africa at the Gary Player Golf Club. Uh, par 72, 7,834 is the measurement, but because it's played at altitude, it's actually maybe a little bit less than 7,500 yards. First time they've had this event in three years. Last two editions have been canceled due to COVID-19. So Tommy Fleetwood actually is the three-year defending champion of the event. I think he was about 10 or 11 to 1 in terms of the market. Some other guys uh, in this field, Jordan Smith, 14 to 1, who won two weeks ago at the Portugal Masters. Thomas Detry, who's been uh, getting close really on both sides of the pond, been playing full-time schedule on the DP World Tour and the PGA Tour. 16 to 1, of course, was runner-up to Seamus Bauer in Bermuda two weeks ago. Robert McIntyre, 18 to 1. Ryan Fox, who is second on the DP World Tour Race to Dubai rankings. He is in the field 20 to 1. couple South African contenders as well. Christian Bezadenhout, who has won this event, or actually won on this course, and the 2020 South African Open, 22 to 1. Brandon Grace won this event back in 2017. He returns, uh, has been obviously playing primarily on the live golf tour so this is a short field it used to be a lot shorter field there used to only be like 30 players in this event it's no cut it's 66 players this week pretty much from the available players from the current race to dubai standings uh, and then a few maybe just outside of it so uh slick bent grass kukuya fairways of average width here course records of 62 lee westwood shot that back in 2011 uh so you know about going to be warm, about 80 degrees, very light winds. You may get some uh, early rain in the event, at least on Thursday or Friday. So like I said, Tommy Fleetwood's the defending champion. I used him as a short price here. 10 to 1 is where I found him. Swing's been improving of late. Tied for four last time out three weeks ago at the CJ Cup, won by Rory McIlroy. 
Antoine Rosner, 31 to 1, three top tens in his last seven events. So I think he can contend here. Eddie Pepperell, 35 to 1. Currently number two on the DP World Tour for strokes gain approach. And he really, after a few years of slumping, has kind of really found his game. Been a nice story. Would be nice to cap off his year with the win. Uh, South African, Tristan Lawrence, 40 to 1, has won twice in the last calendar year. And the South African was six on this course last year for the South African Open. Richard Mansell, 50 to 1, an Englishman. Six top tens on the DPWT this season. Third on tour for strokes gained off the tee. And look, even though it's played at altitude, 7,500 yards is still long. So you're going to want to be pretty long and accurate off the tee. And then another South African, Oliver Becker, 60 to 1. Uh, won the Sun City Challenge on this course back in 2016. Also finished second in the South African Open here last year. And kind of maybe reminds me of a little angle that I used a few weeks ago that won at Balderrama at the Andalusia Masters, that being Adrian Otegi. These guys are guys that played the initial live event and have played a couple of events on the live tour. And, you know, now that they go back to the DP world tour, you know, maybe have some, have some confidence. And I think maybe Becker can be like Otegi was a few weeks ago. All right. Very good. Well, I will go first on my Houston open plays and I took two shorter shots beginning with Aaron Wise. And it was just one of those things when I started, you know, kind of diving into the research of this golf course and what it was going to take to win here. I immediately, immediately started thinking of Aaron Wise. And then when I put all my stats together and, you know, ran the models and all that type of thing, sure enough, Aaron Wise pops up right at the top. So I had to bet him immediately, uh, based on a hunch and then also results when breaking down the numbers. Great driver of the golf ball, third in this field for strokes gained ball striking over the last 36 rounds and 20th in driving distance. And you and I have talked about this before, Wes, his short game has really started to improve in the last couple of years. Uh, fourth in this field for scrambling. Of course, he won in Texas, his only PGA Tour win. I think his, maybe is one of two PGA Tour wins. I can't remember if he has one or two, but he won at uh, Trinity Forest Golf Club where they played the Byron Nelson. Uh, and that is, I think, similar to this course in the way that the greens lay out with the runoff area and whatnot. Of course, Bermuda grass. Uh, I finished 26th and 11th at this golf course at Memorial Park, and he was 23rd at Southern Hills for the PGA. Uh, the other 18 to one shot I went with was Tony Finau and another big hitter here who has runner up fish uh, runner up finishes on a couple of the correlated courses in Napa and TPC Scottsdale. And you remember, Wes, it was only four months ago that Tony Finau won in back-to-back -back weeks on the PGA Tour. And then three months ago, he finished ninth at the Tour Championship. Now, he did miss the cut last week in his return to action, the first uh, time that we've seen him this fall season. But I think that's fine. Get a couple of practice rounds under your belt, if you will, of competitive golf uh, before taking on this beast of a golf course at Memorial Park. And then 66 to one on Keith Mitchell. Uh, you can see the theme here, big hitting ball strikers who can putt on Bermuda grass. And Mitchell's done that with a victory at the Honda Classic. He was top 35 at the PGA last May, has a 10th and a 16th at TPC Scottsdale. And over the last 36 rounds, he's fifth in this field for strokes gained ball striking, 16th in driving distance and eighth in scrambling. And I think that's what you and I have uh, kind of, 
put together here, Wes. That's what we want. We want big, long hitters that have touch around the greens. And, of course, that leads me to Gary Woodland. I found a nice number on him, 125 to 1. Uh, former winner in Phoenix, also a top 35 at Southern Hills. Driving the golf ball and ball striking, those have always been the strengths of Gary Woodland's game. And that should put him in good position here this week. He's fourth in the field in strokes, uh, strokes gained approach, 16th on the long par fives, over 550 yards that we talked about. Yeah, uh, your card uh, sounds uh, very good, and I considered actually a couple of those guys this week. Uh, I don't think we match up on any, though, but I started at 27-1 to with my uh, weekly bet on Taylor Montgomery, who posted <laughs> yet another top 10 last week in Mexico. Yep. And you look, Brady, just... He hasn't gotten in the winner's circle yet, but it's almost like a FOMO, a fear of missing out. Like when I don't bet him, he's going to win. He's got no real weaknesses in his game. I mean, the, the maybe sharpened up the irons a little bit, but since he earned his PGA Tour card just two months ago, he hasn't finished worse than 15th in any event. So he's been in the mix, a couple top 10s, a couple times in contention. So Taylor Montgomery, 27 to 1. Don't like the price, but like the player here that I think could fit here, and that's Jason Day at 28-1. to 1. If you look at Jason Day, and I know it's a few years back, but he has a tendency to thrive on long and difficult golf courses, which Memorial yeah. Park absolutely is. Torrey has, Pines, Wells yeah, Fargo. Torrey Pines, Quail Hollow, like you mentioned, Bay Hill, TPC Sawgrass. Uh, and Jason Day, uh, last three events, has made three straight cuts. I think he was eighth at the CJ Cup, and then I believe uh, 11th after that, and then 21st after that. He was uh, seventh, actually, on debut here when Memorial Park moved from Golf Club of Houston to, or the Houston Open, rather, moved from the Golf Club of Houston to Memorial Park. So Jason Day, 28 to 1. And then another Taylor, Taylor Pendriff, 50 to 1. You mentioned Finau when he won those back to back events. One of those was the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit. When I did have Taylor Pendriff, I thought he was going to get home. Hasn't gotten home yet with a win on the PGA Tour. Had an injury that forced him to miss most of the summer, but kind of seems to be getting back into form. Has three weeks off, I think, since that President's Cup where he was a last-minute add to that team. Distance, I think, could be a real factor here, and he is near the top on on distance because you don't have to be a bomber, but it certainly helps to take those shorter approach shots. So, you know, not a lot of hazards. So you can, you know, use that driver, as I said earlier, without hesitation. Davis Riley, 50-1, to one, finished fourth at the Colonial earlier this year, just behind Burns and Scheffler, who are the two tournament favorites this week. He's won a couple Corn Ferry Tour titles in the state of Texas. Uh, was in that playoff at PGA, Na or, 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 or not at PGA National in Tampa, lost to Sam Burns in that playoff. So Davis Riley is one of those guys that I think are pretty close to a win. And maybe Matthew Neesmith is too at 59-1. to Three straight top tens coming into Houston. Of course, remember, he was right in the mix out here in Las Vegas at the Shriners. Putter's long been the weakness, but he ranks top 10 in this field over the last 36 rounds on the strokes gained putting, and I use fast Bermuda greens as my criteria. Neesmith always up there on approach to, I think, 10th in this field last 36 rounds. Dean Burmester, 66-1, to 1, the uh, South African, not playing in the South African event. He's going to play in the PGA Tour event this week in Houston. He was actually 10th earlier, and I know you talked about your correlated courses, and I know this course is a little bit more Lynxian, but Renaissance Club was designed by Tom Doak, who also mm -hmm. does Memorial Park. 
So Burmester was top 10 over there, 11th at St. Andrews for the Open Championship the week following. So if the wind does blow on the weekend like we think it's going to, I think this guy can absolutely flourish. Two top fives down the stretch, by the way, on the Corn Ferry Tour, which got him his PGA Tour card. Fourth at the Sanderson Farms just a few weeks ago. One of the bigger hitters off the tee. I think that could be an advantage this week. Sepp Straka, 80-1, to runner-up at that Sanderson Farms. Just Yeah, I almost uh, took a shot with Straka, too. Yeah, and he made sense because I think there's a little bit of correlation here with PGA National where he won this year earlier at the Honda Classic, which got some inclement weather, as we remember in the uh, fourth and final round. Fifth on debut here in 2020, so he has gone well at this event and on this golf course. And then Lee Hodges, 95-1, to seventh in the field for strokes gain approach over the last 36 rounds. Another one of that class from a couple years ago on the Corn Ferry Tour, kind of like Davis Riley was, where, you know, these guys late in the year, you know, last chance to dance, last chance to pick up a win. Lee Hodges, I thought that was a nice price at 95-1. to Well, I think uh, just like last week, that gives us 11 or 12 different selections and uh, peppering the board worked for us last week. Maybe we can get another winner uh, with a similar formula this week. That is going to do it for this edition of Short Shots. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. Enjoy the Houston Open and meet us back here next week as we wrap up the fall series in St. Simons Island, Georgia with the RSM Classic right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. 